Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, join me as we welcome your host, the one and only Khalil Green. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're all so nice. Beautiful people in the crowd. Give it up for yourselves. Thank you. You're all so kind. All right. Let's chill out. Let's chill out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, before I even get into the show, I just want to make it a very, very clear point that, of course, yes, the Almighty Show is just a podcast. Now, even though it is a podcast, I want it to feel like it's more than just a podcast. Now, hear me out. Yes, you can only listen to it. I know it's just me talking. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to feel more, more like an experience than anything. Uh, I wanted the Almighty Show to feel like an actual show. I wanted it to feel like it wasn't something that you only just listen to. Is I wanted to feel like it's something that you can listen to and visualize what's happening. You know, sort of like a television show. You know, <laughs> I mean. You got the intro music, you got the outro music, you got the beautiful crowd. Give it up for yourselves. <laughs> all right, all right. But like I said, you got the crowd, you got the metaphorical cameras that I look at, you got the behind the scenes music, all of that, all the things you can think of for a television show. Right here in this show, in this podcast. I know I said I wanted to feel like a show. The only thing that is missing from this podcast is a visual like the television shows. But that's a, that can also be a plus if we really think about it. I mean, a lot of people are a little too busy to stop what they're doing and watch a show. I mean, that's what's so amazing about this podcast is you can basically listen to it anywhere you want. I mean, you can listen to it while working out. You can listen to it while at class, going to work, at work, in the middle. Of class. It, it don't matter where you listen to it. As long as, I mean, you do listen to it. You don't have to pull your phone out to watch what I'm saying. I mean, that's the beauty of it all. <laughs> and that's what I want this show to feel like. That's what I want the experience. I want that vibe of the Almighty Show to feel like at the end of the day. Now... I'm not going to be the first person or the last person to admit to actually enjoying the experience of watching television. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Everybody has at some point, one point in their lives, watching television, whether it's with their family or by yourself, you know? Watching TV has been a commonality, especially in America over the last half century, if we're being honest with ourselves. Even though the format of watching the television has changed, especially in the last... 20 or so years and with those changes being uh, streaming platforms like watching TV shows through streaming platforms or Netflix and Hulu my personal favorite is Disney Plus Disney Plus just can't miss right now and even though Disney Plus is my personal favorite I got it headed to HBO Max they are by far the superior app even though the interface is kind of wonky, I feel like they'll, they'll work that out. I, I got faith in them. But before I even get into all of that, I have to rewind. Right. Yep. Hit the rewind. Hit the rewind. Before I even get into all of that, we got to talk about how or when TV was first invented. <laughs> uh, the first electronic television 
made by Philo Farnsmith. Farnsworth. Oops, sorry. Please don't haunt me. Was made in 1927. And you know what's actually kind of crazy? <laughs> well, it's not kind of crazy because people still do it to this day. But Philo, the actual inventor, inventor of the first electronic TV, didn't even let his kids watch it. Like, what the heck, bro? That's hella lame. <laughs> but for the most part television was created for the use of education it was used for an extra way to teach people new things i mean being able to hear about things from teachers that's all cool and all but to be able to visualize it you just brought a whole nother dimension to this education game though it was made for educational purposes of course due to humanity always messing with stuff of course it always it it deviated to the entertainment lane and it became popular i mean of course it started off kind of low i mean a lot of people back in the day thought it was just gonna be a fad they thought it was gonna be here today and going tomorrow but it actually stood around and decided to stand against the test of time and that's pretty amazing actually if we're thinking about it i mean you had the radio for the most part that's where everybody's source of uh, entertainment was back in the day i mean people used to listen to baseball games all the time i mean some people still do but not as many people back then used to listen to baseball games people used to listen to presidential speeches over the radio i mean everything everything was done through the radio until tv came out and though radios are still used to this day i mean people still listen to radio i mean still listen to music through the radio but everybody got their own aux cord i don't i don't think everybody really rely on a radio as often or as much as we used to back in the 1930s slash 1940s but we're not going to get into all of that so like i said television was made and uh well the first electronic tv was made in 1927 so around the 1930s but it really didn't pop off until the 1950s when we saw a rise in television shows we saw a rise in television shows popularities because of the television companies wanted to have a bigger budget for these shows i mean they wanted to get ahead of the game before it was a little too late so some of these shows that really popped off in the 50s include uh the twilight zone which is lowest on the lowest of the keys one of my personal favorite old shows i don't know why i just love watching weird stuff (laughs) another weird show side note that i really do enjoy watching is the midnight gospel it's a very very it's a very unique show it gets you to think about a lot of deep things uh the creator of the animation creator of adventure time animated this show so if you enjoyed the animation for adventure time i definitely think you should give it a watch they talk about a lot of good subjects uh they get your mind thinking and stuff like that if you into all that type of stuff (laughs) uh another song uh i said song another show from the 50s and 60s back when television first started popping popping off was the andy griffith show you had the adam west batman you had Bewitched, which if you haven't watched WandaVision, which you should, that's what WandaVision was based off of. <clears throat> you had Gilligan's Island and many, 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 many more. Now, before I even get ahead of myself, let's let's rewind. Let's rewind. Go back. Running back. Running back, back <laughs> While all of these shows are starting to pop off before these shows started to pop off in the 1930s, 1940s, we had 
seen game shows on the radio. I mean, game shows wasn't a new, uh, they weren't a new concept per se, I guess you could say. But when they transitioned to TV, you know, they they popped off a little bit. I ain't gonna fake it. They, they popped off a little bit. But that all stopped in the 1950s, in the late 1950s, when the four major television company were the only four television companies back at the time were exploited or exposed for having fake game shows the game shows were scripted and stuff like that and who likes a scripted game show no one come on now don't don't lie to yourself don't act like you don't care we all are infuriated by scripted game shows come on now so because of this because of them being exposed <clears throat> they declined in popularity by a lot and by the late 1950s early 1960s uh we start seeing the start of game shows like let's make a deal and jeopardy which are still around to this day they stand the testament of time which is amazing do not get me wrong but we start seeing a little bit more game shows in the 1960s but in the 1970s we we really start seeing the renaissance for game shows. I mean, we see the start of The Price is Right, Family Feud, The Wheel of Fortune, just to name a few. And those three by themselves are like one of the greatest game shows of all time. And the fact that they are still going on to this day is crazy. Like I said, they are standing the testament of time, which is amazing. And in the 80s, well, before we get to the 80s, before the 80s all throughout American history when television was becoming big and popular families used to watch it in all together huddled around the same TV in the family room or the living room whatever you call it no I don't discriminate it, it is what it is but they used to watch it all together and in the 80s we see a slight shift in that we see a slight dip in television set prices which will become a big factor later on in the show we'll we'll get to that later <clears throat> but aside from all of that in the 80s everybody tried to do everything to the fullest of extent i mean everything was the most action-packed everything was the most drama filled we and we really start seeing the rise of big family shows and sitcoms uh for example we see golden girls start we see the start of the cosby show we see the start of a new world just to name a few of the wide array of shows that really popped off in the 80s (laughs) but in the 90s we did see a rise in alternative media with satellite tv being available to a wider range of audience at first like i said only abc nbc cbs and whatever that fourth company i forget the name all the time (laughs) forgive me but whatever that fourth company was they really had a chokehold on the television gang. I mean, they really controlled everything, if we really being honest. But like I said, TV at first, watching it was a shared experience. Uh, a lot of families watched it together in living rooms or family rooms, whatever you call it. But due to the satellite TV being introduced to a wide range of audience, shows started aiming at more specific demographics. So we started seeing different shows like sitcoms or well not just sitcoms but we start seeing shows start being aimed at uh younger people blacks 
uh, Hispanics, uh, teenagers. We start seeing teen soap dramas like 90210. We start seeing... Uh, uh, we also saw a rise in laugh out loud in the moment type of shows uh, and I feel like this type of g- genre of show really dominated the 90s I mean the four major shows that people think of whenever they think of the 90s are Martin Friends Seinfeld and definitely the Fresh Prince which I feel like is the show that defined the, the 90s as a whole if we being really really honest and along with all of this stuff being said, television sets also became cheaper, which also meant more televisions for each household. So not everybody has to watch these shows together. Everybody can watch their own individual show that they like, whatever show they feel like is aimed towards them. That's what the show that they uh, watch. <clears throat> now, as we get to the 2000s, we start seeing the rise of reality TV and better storytelling within different types of shows and different type of genres we also see in the early 2000s we see cds and vcrs jump onto the scene and we'll get into why that stuff matters later now some shows that saw success in the 2000s were the sopranos the wire how i met your mother law and order and a whole bunch of different types of shows and uh but for the main part the 2000s really thrived and was really called the golden age of tv mainly because of the use of the anti-hero i feel like the use of the anti-hero the fact that they were so complex we had complex storylines and plots these anti-heroes had ambiguous morals like they were crazy they seemed crazy like hold on for example Everybody loved Thanos. I mean, to this day, there's some dude on Instagram or on TikTok who's famous solely off of using Thanos quotes. I mean, come on now. We really do love that that villain. And the main reason why is because of how complex he is and how deep the storyteller really goes into how his character really is. We also see that the popularity is largely due to media distribution so like i said vcrs and cds were coming into the scene in the early 2000s and a a big part of these shows being being able to be so popular and be so watched all the time was because of this distribution of these cds i mean in the 90s and the 80s and so on and so forth we didn't really see shows release their seasons on cds i remember my father had a family i think it was a family guy uh cd it was like a whole bunch of seasons of family guy on one cd and family the people who created family guy released this it wasn't no burner type stuff you know everybody used to at least bought one uh movie from those what's it called those dudes who had the white vans that was selling those uh bootleg had the bootleg uh movies they would go to the movies and record what was happening and put it on the cds and sell it to people man it was a crazy time 2000s was a crazy time man but in the 2000s we really did see the rise of all this stuff happening and it was a cultural shift and maybe it's for the better maybe it's for the worst that's for the future to decide (laughs) but in the 2010s we start seeing the rise of digital well we see a shift in how people watch this this television because like i said vcr cds they were a new way of 
being able to uh, distribute your show and stuff like that. But to be honest, CDs and VCRs really didn't last a long time. If we really look at it, look at it from a grand scheme of things, which is very, very crazy. And in 2007, that's when Netflix first launched its online services. So that's when people were first able to go online and download movies and stuff like that from Netflix and be able to watch them and stuff. And from there, it was it was raps. <laughs> but before everything was all said and done and everything was set in stone for Netflix, there still was a decent amount of shows that were pretty great that were on TV already. We had seen the start of Game of Thrones, which is widely reviewed as one of the best shows ever besides you know the ending ruined it for a lot of people uh we had shows like atlanta starting in the middle of the 2010s we had the walking dead which is pretty darn good i don't know if it's over or not yet somebody gotta give me help on all of that stuff but in the 2010s even though we did get those great shows from actual television, we start seeing a rise in these streaming platforms like Netflix, like Hulu, start to create their own shows for their specific platform. Because like I said, Netflix did start in 2007. And one of the first problems that Netflix ran to, well, ran into <clears throat> when they first uh, started up was the show well the television programs taking their shows off the actual website so in retaliation netflix started creating shows like breaking bad uh house of cards orange is a new black how to get away with murder you know amazing shows like that they were just in their bag i don't know who was over there in the netflix headquarters but i hope they got their pay raise because they definitely do deserve it <laughs> but like I said, in the 2010s, we did see streaming platforms really take off uh, like Netflix and stuff like that. And in the 2010s, we really did see the age of streaming platforms create their own shows. And I feel like this is definitely the new wave, the new trend. Well, I don't even consider it a trend. I feel like this is where TV is headed for the future, whether we like it or not, whether we want to stop it or not. But along with starting these new shows on their own platform we were we were also introduced into a new format of how we do watch these shows because all up until the 2010s television would release new episodes weekly or however long they decided to wait before each episode but with netflix coming around the corner and coming onto the scene we start uh, seeing more people binge watch I mean the way Netflix released their shows they release all episodes of the season at one time and we start seeing stars really blow up out of nowhere I mean if we think about it like Stranger Things for example before Stranger Things was out nobody really knew who Millie Bobby Brown was I mean let's be let's be real don't don't act like you was a fan before she blew up everybody fell in love with the actress and the actors overnight and it was amazing it's amazing if we're being honest it's, it's not like it's something to look down upon it's, it's amazing <laughs> but this new format of watching stuff this new binge watching I feel like it's became the new reading of a book I mean back in the day people used to read books in big chunks at a time but now for a majority of the people who do exist <laughs> people are binge watching shows instead of binge reading 
which is kind of crazy you can see it as bad or you can see it as good however you view it is it's the reality of the situation you know that's just where we are as a culture as a society <laughs> but along with where we are as a country and society we also see that like the 90s a lot of shows are being even more specific and being even more catered to a specific demographic i mean everybody has a show that relates specifically to them or is catered specifically to them and their liking and there's nothing wrong with that that's actually pretty amazing the fact that we have so much creativity we have so many different types of minds and different type of visions being put out here into the world for people to to eat up and to enjoy is pretty good for creativity purposes i guess you could say but that's just where we are as a society that's just where we are as a society as a whole and that's just where we are moving and where we're going in the future i couldn't tell you i i don't know what's going to be next i just honestly don't know what type of innovation could possibly be made but along with uh what i was saying earlier talking about the binge watching and stuff like that disney plus has been trying to dial back on that they've been trying to do uh weekly episode distributions uh a, a new show that i've been watching that's out on amazon prime is invincible they've been releasing new episodes weekly and so it's, it's pretty good for the soul i feel like that we're watching these episodes or these new episodes are releasing weekly i feel like it's not too good <clears throat> that everybody was just binge watching the whole season it, it created an environment where people were talking about one thing one day and they'll be done with the next day and the fact that they're keeping these shows going week after week it's pretty good and i hope they keep it up because i i promise you that binge watching stuff even though it's cool for the moment it's not to me it is just not worth it in the end uh and i was i'm very happy that we're keeping that alive hopefully hopefully we're able to keep it up <laughs> just like how the almighty show is keeping up with our viewers or our listeners yeah our listeners <laughs> every week but the entertainment industry just like how the television is industry is always changing the entertainment industry is always changing they're always looking for a new innovation to define the decade so like last at the beginning of the 2010s we had 3d tvs everybody was going crazy over 3d well it was a whole lot of commercials over 3d tvs and i genuinely thought that they were going to be next up i was kind of excited i used to love 3d movies but now they make my head hurt i don't know if it's because i'm getting old or what i don't i don't really know what what's going on <laughs> but like i said the landscape is always changing and it's always exciting trying to keep up with what's going to happen next because we like i said we never know <laughs> but just like how the entertainment industry is always changing we as people is always changing hopefully for the better for the most part <laughs> And with that being said, all my listeners at home, at work, on the treadmill, at the gym, or doing 
workouts to swole rickets on Instagram or whatever. Well, what, wherever you are, regardless of where you are listening, I have one question for you. What do you think is going to be the next it factor of television? What do you think that the television landscape is going to go? I would love to hear you guys' feedback, you guys' comments on Instagram. You guys can follow the Almighty Show at the Almighty Show on Instagram or Almighty Show underscore on Twitter to keep up with the show. And let me know what you all think is going to be next up. <laughs> but thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you all next week. I'm your host, Khalil Green, and I'll see you all later. Only on the almighty show.